On today's Court Vision, I have on a very special guest, Hong Go Charter, Evan Baller Bartlett. Great interview with Evan. We talk about his basketball career from playing in high school to being recruited to winning two national championships with, in college and how he became a Harlem Globetrotter. What's it like beating up on the Washington Generals every night uh, and his next career steps of beca- getting into acting and directing. Awesome interview with Evan. I really enjoyed talking to Evan. It was a lot of fun. We we had a lot of fun talking with each other. He's a great, great guy. Very well-spoken. He's got a a big career ahead of him in, in basketball and as well as becoming an actor. Um, just just a lot of fun, very personal and easygoing. And I know he has like a movie coming out uh, next year that hopefully we'll find out soon and I will be sharing on this podcast as well. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed today's interview. Sorry for the delay of everything. I hope you guys had a nice holiday and you guys have a happy new year. I'm bringing you guys a great interview for the new year. Here's Evan. <laughs> On today's podcast, I welcome on Evan Baller Bartlett. Evan, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Evan uh, uh, plays for uh, the Home Go Triers out there. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that in the intro. Um, Evan, how's the weekend going? My weekend has been going really well. I had some time to relax, so I'm just getting ready for the week. Oh yeah, and uh, what's the, your season with the Globetrotters like? When when do you guys like get into season? Um, season typically starts on December 25th, on Christmas Day, actually. Oh, really? And that's when we, uh, yeah. So we we all normally leave out Christmas Day, and that's when we head out to our our locations of when we're going to start playing. And usually we have a couple of tours going out, one that hits the East Coast, the Midwest, um, and the West Coast. So Christmas Day is when it typically starts. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. That's a little uh, it's so tough with family stuff going on. Are you, like, close to where you guys, like, out in L.A. do you start? Or do you where do you guys start? It actually just depends. Um, like I said, we have, you know, multiple tours. So it's just kind of how the, uh, the tours have been set up and prearranged. But, I mean, it's a, it's a good family Christmas present, something to do with your family on Christmas Day or New Year's. It's, I, I think it's the day after Christmas that we actually start. So it's a good, like, you know, Christmas present for your family to go during that holiday break. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're a lot of fun. I mean, I've, I've definitely been to a few games. You guys have come actually to Rhode Island a few times, and I've been as a kid growing up. I used to, I used to love um, going to see you guys, and, like, it was fun that you guys get, like, the fans involved and bring them on the court. I've also – played against you guys once i think in a pickup game so oh okay yeah 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 you guys kicked our butt how was that experience well uh i got dunked on uh (laughs) do you remember who it was uh i can't think of his name off the top i'll have to look back on it it was like 10 years ago uh okay i'll have to i'll have to take a look at it but yeah he it was a lot of fun i mean you guys were really cool and um very you know the showmanship and it was fun to you know, play with you guys, and especially the third quarter when you guys cranked it up against us, it was absolutely nuts. It was like, oh, you guys don't play in the NBA? This is crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I want to get into your earlier career, and then we'll hop back into the Globetrotter questions. Um, you know, Evan, at, at what age did you know that basketball was your sport? Um, it all kind of started out like I was playing all sports growing up. So, I mean, it, it didn't, like, solidify itself until, I want to say, 
you know, probably around right before high school. So around like 13 or 14 is when it like became clear. Like, I mean, I always fell in love with basketball. I've been playing, you know, kind of since five because I was playing with my older brothers. Yeah. And I kind of was in competition with him. And that's kind of been something that, you know, my father did growing up. But they didn't limit us to, you know, what sport we can play. So I kind of played all sports. But I would say around 13 or 14 is when basketball became like, all right, this is my main focus. Because then I actually stopped playing all sports as soon as I got into high school. Oh, for wow. the most part. And, like, did you, like, did you start to see, like, the separation at that age? Like, you were starting to separate yourself from the competition? Or was it just more of, like, I, I'm, like, realizing I'm really good at this and I can be, I can see a future in this? Um, I want to say around, like, 10 and 11 is when I started noticing, I guess, a little bit of advantage I had. Just because, like I said, I was playing my older brother. So playing with him, it kind of elevated my game a little bit more, a little bit faster than normal. So just growing up in the area, like I was kind of known for playing basketball. Like a, a, a little guy with the handles, always trying to make somebody fall or break ankles. That's, that's um, so around like, yeah, around 10 and 11 is when I kind of noticed a shift a little bit just because I started being able to handle the ball a little bit better. Oh, that's, that's cool. And how many ankles did you break? Do you <laughs> at a young age? Oh man. <laughs> um, I honestly, it is a number of them. It's a lot of them. Like in middle school, I would try to every day at lunch, we play basketball with a bunch of my friends and that was my main goal for the day that I would try to break some ankles. Do you like set like and a goal like, how many you want to break? <laughs> yeah. It typically happened, you know, one or two a day. <laughs> every day so it typically happened a lot and a lot of kids you know weren't you know as as athletic as I was so it was fairly easy at times until they start picking up on what I was trying to do then they would not play as aggressive oh geez yeah yeah I've been I've been I had my ankles breaking a couple of times and it's not it's it, it sucks it is not fun at all no. and then it's not fun if someone gives you a stare down and hits a jump shot after <laughs> <laughs> that's when it becomes even worse yeah, that's when you, that's when you just go home for the day and call them and call them. <laughs> we try to get them back, but that's awesome. So, and you know, what was your high school career playing like? Like, what was that like? And like, what was your recruiting process like as you were going through high school? Um, high school was um, it was up and down. It, it wasn't you know all great, and but it wasn't all bad. Um, I played behind D one recruits and D1 athletes, even professional athletes. Oh, wow. um, so it, w- it was kind of tough. I mean, it definitely elevated my game because, you know, playing against them every day in practice and then playing alongside of them, it definitely elevated my game. Um, but it, it was, you know, an, an up and down process for me. Um, we played, you know, some of the top competition. Um, at one point, my high school was the best in the state. Wow. So it, it was definitely a, a process that was – like I said, up and down. We had a bunch of uh, just because of the players we had on the team. We had a bunch of the top D1 schools coming recruiting, and I got a chance to play in a lot of you know these major coaches that uh, are still coaching to this day. Um, some coaches that come through would be like Wisconsin, Izzo from uh, Michigan State, um, Beeline from Michigan. A lot of the local colleges will come in all the time at Wright State. Um, Butler coaches would come in, but it was it was a a weird process I would say because I mean I was playing in front of the people, doing what I can do, but you know being a smaller guard at you know five six or five seven at the time, 
it was it was a difficult process for me yeah i could i could imagine that like like what you know like how many schools did you hear from like on various levels was there like a lot of division ones or was there a lot of naias like how did how did it all work out for you um well it ended up you know working out for me it was more of the nai and d3 schools to reach out from to me mm-hmm. um i have friends who had previously gotten recruited from different areas so when the coaches would come watch them play they would see me play and then they would be show me interest so me was more of the lower levels around like d3 and nais and um i think i had a few d2s yeah. that were interested but nothing that was you know solid offers at the time and what was that like decision you know how did you decide on ohio christian university which is an naia school correct it was actually yeah it was that it's NAI, it started out as nai So the process was kind of like weird. And I I remember the process like very well. Um, It was, you know, after the season had ended during uh, basketball and I was, you know, talking to a bunch of different schools that I wanted to go to. And it was actually kind of funny because the process was kind of really difficult and frustrating that I thought about just, you know, going to school to go to school and getting, you know, my degree. And in that process, I was actually running track at the time, and I got a call from the head coach, Tony Stockman, and he was like, hey, um, I just spoke with your, your dad. Um, I wanted to see if you guys were down to come to, like, a like a workout and just kind of get to know you and uh, kind of explain, like, what you guys want to do. I'm a new coach at Ohio Christian. He had just finished playing overseas at the time. So I was like, yeah, why not? You know, this is, like, my last little thing that I want to – my last little push. So then we went out there, and – we worked out and talked a little bit, and then uh, it's it's funny because he initially, because he didn't know how small I was, his initial thought was, well, I'm going to bring him out here, you know, work him in his first couple of years. He'll be, you know, redshirt or whatever, and then eventually, you know, be on the team. So that was his initial thought after our workout. Not that my workout was bad or anything. It was just, I think it was based on size and everything. He, he, he's new coach, so he was just trying to plan ahead, and I guess have a big team so I went through that process you know went through our talks and everything and then he finally was like hey I want you to be here so if you're if you're wanting to do it and there's no other schools at the time then let's go ahead and get you out here so after that I went out there a few more times during the summer to kind of work out with the team and train a little bit and spend some time out there and then in the midst of all that he started to see, you know, my game against kids who have already been in college. And he seen that I could hold my own and really, you know, make a difference in the game. And from there, he kind of, like, had a plan to have me on the team, like, the whole time. And I even became a starter for all four years. So it kind of worked out for me. And uh, But it, it wasn't definitely a, a tough process just because in the beginning, things weren't going my way. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue playing basketball, but I kind of stuck through it. And just with, you know, anything happened and it was just, it was a tough process for me. Yeah. That's not, you know, it's, it's tough. That sounds tough, especially it's, it stinks too, because that the height thing is something that plays into a factor. And I, I know how you feel about the height. Cause I'm also, I think we're oh, about yeah. the same height as well. And I, I played ball too, but it, it's crazy that that plays that much into a factor of recruiting and like where, where you're going to end up and everything like that. And, you know, it's it's funny how like people are quick to judge a book by its cover until they actually see you play as well, and it worked out well for you. Obviously. Right. Yeah. 
It, it definitely worked out in the best way possible for me. But I mean, I understand how, you know, it works, not being able to physically see them play. You kind of have to go off, you know, potential. You're, like, you're, like, like you said, they want to see what you look like right away and kind of base it off of that rather than seeing you play. And it's, it's a tough process, but it all kind of worked out for me in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely did. And like, what do you have like a favorite moment while you're playing at Ohio Christian University? Um, I would say my favorite moment, honestly, is uh, when he named me team captain on my freshman year. Wow. Just because like, um, captain? say it again. Your freshman year, you were team captain? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, uh, he kind of seen that I was able to, you know, be a leader. And, you know, going from, you know, possibly being redshirted to team captain, it was kind of like a surreal moment. And I kind of did not expect it at all. Like, I was just kind of doing my thing, you know, being a point guard, being a leader on the court. And people gravitated towards that. And I guess it kind of worked out. And he's seen that. And one day in practice, he was like, hey, like, I kind of finally made a decision on who the team captain are. It was me and a, and a, um, a guy who was older than me at the time. But the fact that he named me team captain like was one of those moments that I, I would never forget. I never, yeah, never forget. That, that's crazy. And that's, that's, that just says he's happy to hand over the reins to you at like a, at such a, um, you know, at such a young age at a, at a freshman and to give you the keys to his, uh, his team. Right. So well, yeah, it was, it was one of those moments that I was like, man, this is, this is amazing. I'm happy. This, it it kind of all worked out for me. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And now, did you guys win two national championships? We did win two national championships. The first one was in uh, St. Louis. Really? Well, I believe. And I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and what was, what, you know, what was, what is that feeling of winning? What's the feeling of winning the first one? Um, the feeling of winning the first one. It was. To me, the first one was a lot better than the second one just because, like, it is my first year in college. And, you know, like I said, like, it was kind of a battle throughout high school. So to go to a school and then win a national championship was kind of dope. Um, the feeling, I, I still remember, you know, like, the, the, after the game, it was kind of weird because we only had a, a few fans there just because it was all the way in St. Louis. And the team was playing, I think, was from the West Coast. And it was just a – it wasn't an empty gym, but it was kind of an empty gym. Um, we had uh, all of our family there and a little bit of the other team's family there. So at the end of the game, it was like, you know, you could hear distinctive voices yelling and stuff like that as the game was getting closer to the end. But the, to have my family there was definitely, like, one of the best things that happened. But the feeling to win the national championship, it it was crazy. I I, I wish I could, like, even express myself on how – I felt, but like I said, you know, going from a, a tough recruiting process to going to the school and then winning the national championship my first year and being the team captain, it was just like, it's unreal. That's so, that's like, that's like a story. That's like a movie. Like, that's what it sounds like. Just like a storybook. Like, and like, not like even an ending, but like the storybook of like a beginning of a, like a, a great career of, you know, what's going to happen from, you know, going down from, having a tough recruiting process to now being a national champion and like everything just working out in your favor is that that's crazy. Right. Uh, and, and what was it like? Yeah. When, what was it like when the second one? The second one was a lot better in the sense of like, I think we did, we did it in our hometown. 
so we had a lot of a lot more fans there and it, it that one was pretty dope because the team I felt like the team at that point was strong um it was our second year my second year there we had a lot more camaraderie and we actually played well together and that one was was good as well now that I think about it I, I enjoyed that one as well. I mean you can never you know be mad at the national championship so no definitely not <laughs> no I would I wish I could say I won one but that that's that's awesome man that's that's crazy and that's back to back right right and that's what you it's even better it was back to back oh, man and like how did the rest of the seasons go after that like did you guys were you guys in contention for more national championships or had made the final yeah so um the uh the next year we um we uh it was a national tournament and we were the top team and I remember the play. So we're in the top team, we're playing, I want to say the eighth team, and it was the first game of the national tournament. So we're uh, in our gym, and we're, it's, a, it's a tough game. This one guy was kind of killing us, and it was a tough game. And in the second half, I kind of switched on to him just to give him a little more, a little tougher defense, and it kind of slowed him down a lot. And then towards the end of the game, you know, we're battling back and forth. They're taking the lead. We're taking the lead. And then we get down to the last play, and there was a screen at the top of the key. I remember exactly how it happened. There was a screen at the top of the key, and the big screen me, and I kind of fought over it, but I stumbled a little bit. And during that stumble, the guy pulled up around the elbow and drained it right there. And that's how we lost in the national tournament. Oh, that's tough. but the season, but the season, our seasons have always been good in uh, the rest of the years. And then my senior year, um, we actually moved up into a uh, into a bigger tournament. So we went to the NAID one. We started NAID two. So we went NAID D one, and it, it was a lot tougher. But we ended up going to the national tournament as well. Wow, that's crazy. That's so you've had some really good experiences playing in college. Of you know winning two putting two national championships back to back and making you made the tournament all four years pretty much in your your year uh OC right that's that's crazy yeah it, it was you know an epic four years for me that's <laughs> yeah. tough but epic it was it was a fun fun four years it sounds like it that's 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 a hell of a uh like a feat in itself an accomplishment i mean being a captain at a freshman year winning back-to-back two national championships and making the NCAA tournament four four years in a row like you know all four years that you're there that, that that says something about you and your team and your coach yeah great coach by the way Tony Stockman I don't know if you did any research on him but uh yeah he's a good coach good mentor I still uh, have a relationship with him I still talk to him all the time yeah that's 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 good that's awesome um and you know what run? What was running through your mind in your last game at OCU? Like, what did you know? What your next steps were going to be, or what was going to happen? I didn't know what my next my next steps were going to be. I mean, I just didn't want it to end. <laughs> that was definitely going through my mind in the last game. Um, I definitely didn't want it to end at all. Um, I felt like I needed something else to do as far as basketball, and the process after that was a. Uh, Similar to uh, the recruiting process of going into college, 
Um, I, you know, I went to the, the, the European camps and things like that, G League camps. Um, so I was in, you know, in the recruiting process again with going overseas, had game film, sending it to different places. So it, it was a process for sure. And, but and, overall, I was going to say overall, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed the process a, a lot more just because I got to, you know, different experiences. I went out to different European combines and things like that. They were held in the States. I went out to Vegas, Virginia, and it was definitely an experience in itself playing with guys who already had contracts and seeing how I match up against them and how I can, you know, handle my own on a professional level. And what was that like? What was that like? Just like those experiences and like, did you have any offers come through from any European teams or G league teams? Um, not necessarily. So before I kind of went to each combine, I kind of had, you know, reached out to different teams and stuff like that. And they wanted to see how I, you know, handle myself, you know, within the realms of playing professional on a professional level. And they kind of, how the European training camps are, are the combines are set up is kind of how, I guess, gameplay would be overseas. So my, my biggest opportunity, I would say, would be the D League. I had a guy who knew the head coach for the team. So I kind of went out there and I did my thing. Ended up they only needed bigs at the time. So it kind of didn't follow my favor at all. Oh, damn. <laughs> so it was, it was a tough process, like, all around with, you know, basketball in itself. But everything, for some reason, worked out for me as far as where I needed to be at. Yeah. And, yeah, and how did you – now, how did you get linked up with the Glo- Globetrotters? Um, so it was a process that was kind of happening through college altogether. So while I was in college, I was training with my best friend um, – in the summer times back in back in uh, Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. and the trainer at the time was really connected with NBA teams, the Globe Trotters, teams overseas, and he was telling me all through college that he wanted me to go with the Trotters, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish school first, and I really, you know, had my heart set on going overseas and playing somewhere." like a Germany or Greece or something like that. Yeah. And he kept telling me all through college, like, hey, man, I got a job for you. Just tell me when you're ready. And I was, you know, kind of pushed into the side at first, which I shouldn't have. I should have jumped on the opportunity right away because, you know, it was an unreal experience for me. But I finished college, and after college, I did all the combines and things like that. And seen, it was still a tough process, and it wasn't going my favor at the time. So we were training one day, and he was like, yo, I got a job for you. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I'm I'm all the way with it now. Let's let's go for it. And I had a buddy who was playing on the team as well, Joe Ballard. Okay. So I uh I said, go ahead and set it up. So he he made the connection with the guy and I sent them my game film. I reached out to Joe. He even uh talked to some people for me and they called me immediately and was like, Hey, like if you're down Let's go ahead and do this. And in the middle of the season, they flew me out to Boston. So it was kind of like one of those things. They they enjoyed my game that they seen in the game film, and they knew I had a personality off the strength of the uh, my trainer. So it kind of all worked out for me. And the recruiting process for that was a lot easier. Wow, that's 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 really cool. And like, what's it like 
playing for the Globe Trotters? Like, what what's that feeling like? Of like, you know, you um, playing comp- obviously you guys playing competition, but you're also like a showman at the same time. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Like, I I couldn't even like explain it in words. The the feeling that you get from being out there in front of thousands of people, you know, cheering your name, screaming, yelling, standing in line waiting for autographs. Like, it's a it's an unreal feeling. And to be able to do that, like the first time I stepped on the court, actually the first time I, I, when I went out to Boston that day, they had a game and I got to, you know, kind of see the experience before I jumped into everything. Yeah. And right then and, right then and there, I kind of knew like, man, this is, this is for me. This is, this energy that I'm getting right now is unreal and I, I love it. So I got to be here. I got to stick around. That's awesome because I mean, you guys do a lot. Uh, you put a lot of smile on a lot of kids' faces and it's great that, you know, when I, like I had mentioned, like growing, when I was a kid growing up, I used to go to all the games and it was, it was. Same, same. When I was uh, younger, actually my uncle that um, lives in New York took me to my first, you know, Harlem Globetrotter game growing up and he kind of manifested it. He was like, one day you're going to be out here. Oh, that's that's so crazy. When I was younger, he took, yeah, it is crazy. And he, uh, he still has the jumpsuit that he wore back then in the early 2000s when he took us. Wow. Oh my God. That's, that's such a, that's such a weird, like. like it is. Like, and I, and I, I tell that story a lot when I talk to, uh, you know, my friends and stuff that are on the team and my family, it's kind of, it's crazy that my uncle kind of manifested it to happen. And because like he, it happened as soon as I, my first opportunity to be in New York, I called him immediately and was like, Hey, we got a surprise for you. And he was so excited. <laughs> oh, that's That's awesome. Um, what's it like? And what's it like, what are the best places you've traveled with the team? And like, you know, like, you know, what's the cool places that you've seen that where you've been with, with the team? Um, I've only actually been in the States and uh, went to Canada once. But for me, the garden, the Boston Garden, the gardens are always, you know, fun arenas to be, you know, in New York, Knicks Arena and playing there is, it's amazing. It's, you know, any NBA arena is definitely amazing, but the garden is like, you know, like it's the Mecca being able to play there. Man. So that, that is, you know, my, by far my, uh, my best experience is playing at the garden. That's, that's, that's pretty sweet to play at the garden. Um, and isn't it like the lighting is just pretty much on you guys and it's not like, it's, it's, like- it's, it's all on us. So yeah, it's, that's crazy to have the lights focused on us. So I know from sitting out, in the crowd, it's like you guys see us lit up on the arena floor doing our thing. That's so that's so cool. That, that and it's like that, especially playing like a legendary floor like that, where so much like so much history has happened in basketball. That that's got to be that's so much fun to play. On. That's got to be so much fun playing on that floor. Yeah. Um, are you guys like so? Do you guys like script things like before you guys play, or like how does it how does it work out? So the magic is all in the game. So we're we're actually playing against the Washington Generals. Yeah. And we are, you know, obviously playing basketball, which is our main focus. Yeah. But there are things out there that we do that um that we take advantage of, especially being bigger and faster and being able to dunk and all that stuff whenever we can. But like I said, the magic's in the game and I don't want to ruin the magic for anybody. So yeah. it's one of those things you have to experience to see what's going on out there so i mean it is entertainment yeah so we, we we're, we're involving the families and the crowds a lot more but we are out there playing real basketball and the generals sometimes are 
are kicking our butts and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, but you guys always, like, do you ever feel bad for, like, beating up on them so much, though, too? Um, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we actually enjoy it. They're playing, you know, playing their hearts out, and we're out there doing our thing as well. But it is, it's a fun process. I, I do not feel bad for them at all. <laughs> and how do they – now, how do you – how's the, how's the Washington Generals get selected? Um, I believe it's kind of the same way as us. Okay. They, uh, they played uh, overseas and D1s and things like that, and it's a recruiting process as well. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of the same. The difference, I guess, for us, we have a showmanship and the the highlights that we have that we're able to do with, you know, the different tricks and stuff like that that they look forward to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I was always, I always wondered how that happened. I didn't know if it was like there you guys were all like part of the same system or like you know like you know they selected guys from like to switch back and forth between the generals and the or the the globe charters. So I wasn't sure how that worked out. Yeah, those guys, um, they're recruited a little bit different than us. Not too sure how they're recruited because I haven't been on that side. But yeah, a lot of the guys have played professionally or at a high D1. That's pretty cool. And like, what I have like a few more questions, then we'll wrap it up. Like, what, how many do, how, like, what are the doors of, op- like, what is like opened up for the doors? Well, ah, excuse me. Well, okay. <laughs> how the globe drivers opened up for you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as far as doors, just actually a lot. So since being in LA, I kind of started doing commercial acting and actually getting into theatrical acting, but just having the name of being a globe trotter kind of like helped so many opportunities. I've, I've been in, involved in celebrity games. I've been involved in, like I said, commercials. I did my first national commercial last year when I first got out to California. And just because of my ability to, you know, perform and do tricks and things like that, they were wild right away. And I was able to be on ESPN, you know, dribbling and doing my, my thing. That's awesome, man. That's so, that's so yeah. cool. And like, is, do you think that's like the next steps after the Globetrotters? Like, do you think try to get into acting or anything like that? 100% is definitely the next step. I'm already kind of putting things into motion. Um, I enjoy it a lot. And it's a lot of fun. I've meet, met a lot of people. And it just seems right for me. Like I said, like, it's it's kind of things that have been manifested for me before I even knew it. Yeah. So, like, with, you know, like I said, my own kind of manifested the Globe Charters. And from there, like, I've jumped into the acting. And my parents kind of seen that, that entertainment aspect in me. So they kind of knew that I would be on this path and I'm on. So, like I said, it kind of manifested for me before I even knew it. That's that's awesome. Is there like a movie that you would ideally like to be a part of or star in? Um, not necessarily. I mean, ideally, if I can do something involving basketball, I definitely would jump on it. Like, I wish I was, you know, acting at the time Coach Carter was being shot because I definitely see myself being in something like that, which is my favorite movie, by the way. Side note. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I have worked on a project this past this past summer that. It's for me. It, it it'll never be forgotten. Um, once it releases, and I'm able to you know tell people about the project that I worked on and helped worked on, it's gonna be like man, like everything kind of fell in place right for you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. As uh, when's that project get released? Or can you not say? 
Um, I believe it releases in 2021. 2021? All right. I'll keep yes. my eyes open. I'll have, to, we'll have to keep in touch and uh, yeah. you have to let me know about we'll that. We'll definitely keep in touch and let you know about it. it it's one of those things that's like, that works. It does fit you and it kind of, it makes sense. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that when that comes out. Um, I think that's all I have for today. Do you have any questions for me or anything? Um. Not at the moment. You'll have any other things you want to talk about at all? I mean, the basketball experience for me was, you know, like I said, an up and down experience, but everything has kind of worked out for me. And I appreciate, you know, the hard times and the good times. They all kind of worked out and made, you know, made me who I am, put me in the position that I am today, being able to, you know, live in California and still being involved with basketball yeah. at a high level. It, it's your, your story, honestly, is like a really great story in a sense of like, good things have worked out. Like, you know, everything's not all glitz and glory and, until like, you know, things started falling into place for you until like college. And it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's good for like kids to hear this because I think a lot of people, we look at NBA players like Steph Curry or like guys like that. And we just think everything's like, that's how it's supposed to go. But I don't think kids realize there's other paths or people realize there's other paths or college kids or anything that there's other paths to go and how things are going to work out and not to get frustrated. And it seems like you could have gave, given up on basketball whenever you had a shot to, and you never gave up. And yeah. now look at you, you're in LA, you're going to, you're working on movies and you're a globetrotter. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable to hear it. Cause like, you know, listen to you talk and your story and you're very well spoken. And like, I had a huge smile on my face. This was to your story. Cause you're just honestly like, I'm, so happy I, we just talked over the phone now and i'm but i'm so happy for everything that's worked out for you because you deserve it you just sound like a good person overall and it sounds like i appreciate that yeah yeah everything's everything works out man it's it's great that everything's working out in your favor and I, i'm so happy for you i can't wait to see you on the big screen now me either i cannot wait either yeah. i'm so excited the process of you know how everything has been going for me is I'm still, you know, in awe. I'm still, I'm still grinding, you know. Yeah. Can't let that, you know, get in, in the way of me pushing through. But it's, it's still, like, it is amazing. And I, I do appreciate you reaching out to me and kind of being able to allow me to be on your podcast. Yeah. It definitely means a lot for me. Yeah, once you're a guest, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to have you back on and talk more about, you know, basketball itself, catch up with you on the Globetrotters and catch up on any other uh, movie product, uh, projects you have going on. Is there, I gotta ask you one more question. Is there like a superhero movie or like a like movie that you'd want to be a part of like that? Oh, it's definitely a movie that I wanted to be a part of. And I thought I shot myself in the foot by not going to an audition. Really? But it all kind of, it kind of all worked out for me. Um, <laughs> because I have been involved with basketball out here, um, my name was dropped. Um, to the uh, one of the creative directors on the project, and they gave me a call, and I was you know a part of it. Wow. Um, and what about? I was gonna say, like, do you see yourself writing or directing eventually too? Um, that is actually something that I've actually been working on. I'm kind of building a team right now with that process, just because it is all about creating for yourself, especially out here. Yeah. Um, there's always a story to be told. And like I said, I I always wanted to talk about not necessarily my story, but just, you know, overcoming obstacles. So I'm, you know, putting together pieces that I could tell that story. 
and if it happens to be, you know, a story of mine, then, you know, it all's going to work out. But I am involved in creating and writing right now. And I have, you know, a couple of things that I've been working on. Um, just trying to tell stories. Sweet. Yeah, I was like to say, your uh, your uh, your story should be a movie because everything that you've done, worked <laughs> out for, especially or just like a premise of being the high school kid that's gone through tough recruiting and things have just worked out for a high school kid now and that is now like a professional athlete and who also stars in movies. <laughs> yeah, and that's my biggest thing with the things that I'm telling people. Um, I've had chances to speak, you know, to schools and stuff, and whether it be in Ohio or California, I kind of based my my speech about like sticking to the plan and you know fighting through every obstacle that's trying to tell you no and just making it happen and knowing that you know you're going to be okay oh yeah oh yeah definitely i think that's an important message to get through because it's just it's it's tough i think a lot of kids they get frustrated or want to give up but like make it discouraged yeah it's it's definitely a tough process and I, i still reach out to like kids and stuff that I would train back in Ohio who kind of like they see me and see that I kind of made it and they ask me all the time like how did how are you able to you know stick through it and not just get discouraged when everything is you know telling you no no you're not good enough or people are telling you you're not good enough it's just like being able to fight through it and not listen to people who don't want you to succeed yeah yeah and like what do you have for like advice like for kids like that if someone like you don't want to like there, people are just kind of like you don't want to succeed, or people are telling you no. Like, what what's the best advice? You mean like, or like, what's a good quote that you live by? Um, man, it's actually a scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's something that my parents, you know, instilled in me at a young age, and they tell me to this day, like I can be whoever I want to be. I and mean, I'm 25, kind of, you know on the path that I want to be, but they still tell me, like, if I decide to change it, I can be whoever I want to be. And there's not one person that's going to be able to tell me that I can't do it. And if I'm focused and determined to, you know, get to where I want to get to, then there's no reason for me not to reach any goals that I have set out. That's, that's absolutely right. That's, that's, that is a great, oh, wow, a great way to live, man. I can't speak this morning. A great way to live. <laughs> and, uh you know, and it's a good good thing to live by, and uh, I truly believe that. You know, I'm, I'm the same person. I'm trying to live by that now and try to get to where I want to be in life, and try to get into more of the sports world and do get my podcast on a bigger platform. Oh, it's definitely going to happen. It's all about manifesting it, and you know, putting it into work and knowing that what your end goal is, and doing everything you can to make it happen. And I see it definitely going somewhere. Especially, with, you know, the vision that you have, and I'm sure you're able to put a team together to make it happen. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. And where you're starting at is definitely a, a great thing to do. And I have a lot of friends and stuff like that that'd be down to, you know, hop on a podcast with you and tell their story and things like that. So it's, it's definitely something that you could really take advantage of. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would appreciate that much. If you have friends that would like to come on and talk about their story. I'd love to hear it. That's, that's what I, that's the premise of this podcast. Try to get people's stories out there. And it's not to show that it's not all uh, guts and glory. Right. Or the fame or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But we'll have to, we'll have to connect more. It'd be great. You know, um, I have to try to, I have to look at the, your guys's tour dates and see where you're going to be. Um, it'd be nice to meet you in person and kind of catch up. 
like in that in that sense. I'm out here in Rhode Island, but there's a possibility I could be moving to Dallas. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, for sure. Oh, Dallas, Texas is definitely a nice place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of it's actually funny because a couple of connections I made through this podcast about working for guys playing basketball and stuff down there. Uh, not playing oh, basketball, okay. like uh, training and coaching basketball down there. So we'll see what okay, Are you involved with training and coaching now? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have my own I have my own development player development out here in Rhode Island. Um and then I also I've coached for like ten years. So okay. at the high school level, both boys and girls. Um but I ended up playing volleyball. I actually ended up transferring to uh division three school, Johnson and Wales and played volleyball there. I have heard of Johnson and Wales. I I think I played Johnson and Wales. Did you? <laughs> I, about, I think I did. There's like four schools, so I wouldn't be surprised. There's one in like Miami, Charlotte, and Denver, and Providence. Okay. Yeah, so there's like four different okay. camps. So I wouldn't be surprised if you played one of us. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. It's also a place where Emil Rogasi came from, the chef, so I mean that. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're famous for chefs. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Evan, this has been a lot of fun, man. I, I like, I enjoy talking to you. You're very, you know, very down to earth guy. And, you know, I appreciate it. Very laid back and very well spoken. And it's been awesome to talk to you. And I'm, I'm excited for your career overall, like what good things are going to happen to you. And I can't thank you enough for coming on my podcast. That, that means a lot to me. Oh, thank you so much. You know, the process happened so fast. I appreciate you reaching out for me. You got connected and you said, let's do it. And I was all the way with it. But, like I said, thank you for reaching out and making this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and thank you for, you know, responding back. Sometimes there's people I reach out to that just don't even – they just really look at it and don't respond back or um, yeah. they want to come on and then they don't come on. So I, I appreciate appreciate you for, you know, making the time for me. And, you know, I really enjoyed our conversation. And I hope that we're able to meet in person one day because it would be really cool to do another podcast live or, you know, and we'll have to keep in touch as well. For sure. I'll definitely have to, you know, make my way out to you. Rhode Island, right? Yeah, yeah, Rhode Island or possibly Dallas. Who knows which way I'm going, but Yeah, wherever you're at. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be cool if you ever make your way out here. We uh we got the beaches out here in the summer, so it's probably a good time to come out here and Taylor Swift was here if that makes any difference. So <laughs> Yeah, I definitely have to do it. Yeah, 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 definitely. You're more than welcome to. You got I got plenty of space at my place and yeah, I'll, I'll treat you. Yeah, well, let's stay connected and make this happen. All right, that sounds great. That'd be awesome. And I thought maybe you can come out and speak to my basketball team, one of my basketball teams too, as well. Oh yeah, that's definitely you know a pleasure of mine. I do enjoy speaking to basketball teams. It's about you know life on and off the court. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. Uh, I have you know we have a, I coach a small team in Connecticut called Wheeler High School. It's in the middle. It's like a farm. Okay. Yeah, but it would be cool. The, the kids would be good. It'd be a good experience for the kids. Yeah, I'm open for that. Yeah, yeah, we can plan. We'll plan that out. We'll, we'll plan something. Sure, I would definitely – I'm definitely looking forward to that. All right, cool, cool. We'll figure we'll, – we'll stay connected. We'll figure things out, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you out here in some sort of way. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, if I make my way out to L.A., I'll definitely – I'll be in touch. I'm always going out to the West Coast, usually San Francisco, but I got a friend out in L.A., so it would be nice to I'll try to get out – catch you out there too. 
gas, man. If you get it, make your way out here, I'll show you a good time. All right. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. All right. All right, Evan. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you so much. All right. You have a good one. You too as well. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>